So anyways, um, 2012 comes around. or two, wait, Hold on. Uh, 2013. I, I don't know how this came about, but I'm, I'm talking to Warren one day, and I'm like, hey, will you debate this Robert Murphy guy? Like he's you know, like he's annoying. He's he's out there threatening Krugman and making all these cr- ridiculous videos. He's like, sure. And um, so then I reach out to Robert Murphy. I was like, hey, will you debate Warren Moser? Can we set this up? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh crap. Welcome to Activist NNT, a podcast about real-world economics, including modern money theory, and how life changes when you discover it. I'm your host, Jeff Epstein. bedroom window and um it's the type of stuff you actually normally like put in your attic and walls but um it was getting i'm in texas right i mean this is like the hottest summer i remember in years and um it dropped the temperature in my room about 10 degrees really it is it is absolutely pitch black in there you have no sense of time (laughs) we already had a blackout um curtain and then, you know, but it would let some light in. But with that, there is absolutely no light coming in there. So, uh, I mean, there is nothing. It, it's, it's, um, we're going to get a clock. I'm putting together a headboard this weekend. And um, otherwise, we're not going to know what time it is. Uh, <laughs> and I just blew through all my alarms. Uh, we just, we just set up this outdoor TV that, and it was like that night. And um, the wife had me out here watching Stranger Things. Oh my, so, really? So yeah, I, it was it was all my all me. But my anyways. wife and uh, my wife and older son watch Stranger Things regularly. I've never seen it. I have no interest. Honestly, no interest in seeing it. Um, yeah, we uh, we're binge watchers. We try to. As soon as, as soon as it comes out, we try to just kill it. Um, I understand that they're like each as long as a movie. Yeah, the well, volume two which is only two episodes of season four. It's uh, the first episode is like an hour and a half. And the second one's two and a half hours. And I was like, why didn't they just break this up into, you know, what a four hour, four episodes, you know, each an hour long, but whatever. Um, but yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think you wanted to start with me kind of explaining how I got into this. And then we could, uh, like, second half, I guess we, we could talk about um, the stuff that I've been saying about inflation. 
yeah, please. Uh, so it's nice to finally meet you. Yeah, yeah, um, man. Thank you. Yeah, and why don't you, you know, briefly introduce yourself and yeah, um, please talk so, about how you, what your thinking was before MMT and how you discovered it. Why don't we start there? Um, so I'm I'm almost forty now, and um, I, I want to say the first time I like everyone else, the first time I encountered M- MMT was on the internet, of course, and it was somewhere in the mid aughts. I can't tell you like precisely what article I was reading. Uh, I want to say it had something to do with Dennis Kucinich meeting Randy Ray and Warren Mosler, mm. but I think that's a false memory because I think that occurred like later. That that occurred like in 2010. I'm not sure. Randy wrote about it a couple years ago, and I couldn't find that article. I was I was hoping to have some articles I could share. Like this, this is what got me an MMT, but of course you, I can't find anything on my phone. But um, I don't really know what how I found out about it. Well, I, I remember though reading it, re- reading about it and, and, and there being a lot of comments and you know, it, at the time, the way I thought about things, I was like, this is some sort of communist nonsense. Like what, what are you talking? We have to pay back the national debt. What are you, what are these idiots saying? This is crazy. I, you know, I thought Warren was just totally nuts. And, and I assumed he was like far, far, far left, you know, meeting with Kucinich. Right. Um, somewhere I, I glanced, I didn't read it, um, soft currency economics. I hadn't even completed an undergrad at this point. Soft currency economics is pretty dense. There were concepts in there. It was the first time I'd ever even encountered that kind of thing. Um, economic and financial concepts, uh, you know, there's, I didn't really, I couldn't really read it. It was all, you know, gibberish to me, but, um, you know, f- I started looking at Warren's website in 2007 and uh, 2008, 2009. Um, I actually started Forex trading with a friend of mine and um, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. We were pattern trading, didn't understand like a lot. And anyways, um, it was our, it was our scheme to get out of waiting tables. Okay. Um and I remember talking to him and I'm like, yeah, you know, they, they can't run out of money. Like they can never run out. Like they, they're the, they print it, you know, they're, they're the issuer. Uh, I don't, I don't know what language I use, but I remember having a conversation with them about it. And, um, I remember sharing with Shingy some sort of link to, to Warren, but I still wasn't like sold on it. Like, and, and, you know, MMT is kaleidoscopic. So, and I think JD Alt wrote, that article a couple years ago on new economic perspectives it doesn't just change the way you look at the world but you can't remember the way you saw the world previously Hmm. um i know i was i I mean i i'd I'd say i was like a clinton democrat i guess maybe more on the left i mean i i didn't pay attention to economics I guess I just agreed with the Republicans and just thought we could be nicer about things. I, I just, I, I don't remember. I can't tell you what I, you know, what I really truly thought. Um, I know after 2001, I did have like a, like a mean streak where I was, you know, reading a lot, a lot of conservative thought and I was starting to, you know, digest and I'm not saying I, I thought about being a Republican, but that's probably where I was headed at in that time. And 
I don't I don't know what exactly got me to back off. Maybe it was just you know the Iraq War. I, I don't know. But um, but anyway, so mid mid aughts. Um, 2007, 2008, financial crisis hits. Yeah, at some point, though, I'm commenting on Warren's blog. I finally worked up the courage. I'm asking questions on the blog. I used to just observe, maybe, you know, reply to people commenting. But this time I was asking Warren questions. And he was very polite. He's very charitable with his time. And... So we're talking on his, his blog. Move it over to Facebook. Now we're in um, Facebook, uh, what, do you, what do you call it, uh, Messenger. Um, gets into more detail. My biggest problem was banking. Like I couldn't get, it's like, what do you mean loans create deposits? Are you kidding me? Like that was the hardest thing for me to like get in my head. And I remember going, going uh, back to Warren and... Like trying to, oh, I got you now, man. Because he uses the term funding the loan books in soft currency economics. And um, I remember posting on his blog something like, hey, what? What is this? <laughs> and and uh, somebody else, I think it was Tom Hickey, explained to me like what Warren was talking about. And that, that funding concept is not what I thought it was, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I, that, that's always stuck with me because, you know, when it came to this debate over, do, you know, do taxes fund spending and, you know, a lot of MMTers, you know, they, they, you know, the answer is no. And they use that, the concept of fund that's sort of um, commonly understood. But because of that whole interaction, the whole time I'm like, I'm sitting here going, yeah, funding is not, funding's ambiguous. <laughs> you know, it, it has it has a different context in, in finance than the way regular people think about it. And mm-hmm. Warren's position the whole time is, you know, he wouldn't say that, right? Warren's very careful with his words. Um, he wants everything to be bulletproof. He, he wants to be able to just say something and there not be a whole bunch of questions about it, just that it's just understood. So he works a lot with his language, keeping it narrow it short and and it tries to avoid things that people will get hung up on you know so he doesn't say taxes taxes don't fund spending he doesn't use the term monetary sovereignty tries to avoid saying money um just all to keep the debate on track but but anyways um i kind of skipped over a step at some point warren's doing tea party rallies and uh he's running as a tea party democrat and that stuff got posted on social media and here I am thinking, like, you know, this guy, I thought he was a communist. Now he's with the Tea Party. Talking about cutting taxes. They're cheering him. I, you know, I was confused. And you just couldn't get it out of – I couldn't get it out of my head. I just, you know, had to figure out why it was wrong. Well, just read more into it because it was interesting, right? Yeah, I was like, this guy's – something screwy here. And, you know, it's just one of those things you, you can't get it out of your head. And but anyway, and then, I, you know, I started engaging with Warren. Well, anyways, at some point, 2011, I don't know, Bill Black does that. He does a speech at Occupy L.A. And it kind of like inspired me to start participating again with what was like Occupy Dallas. 
which, you know, at this point they, they've been re- removed from their encampments and they're, you know, meeting once a week. And, you know, and I went down there and, you know, introduced myself and started talking to people and, you know, seeing what we can, what we can do, what kind of change we can affect, you know, and around that same time I started, um, you know, really talking with Warren a lot on Facebook messenger and I'm starting to like really come around. Like it, it's all making sense. You know, Warren was, like I said, he's very, very charitable with his time. So anyways, I, I ended up inviting him to come to Dallas to do a speech. And um, it ended up being in front of like Occupy Dallas and move, like moveon.org, the Dallas chapter. You know, when we started it, we filled up a whole room. It was a church. I didn't expect that many people to come. And Warren went off for a good three and a half hours. Wow. And uh, three. We, I had to like physically break up the meeting because he had a flight, I think, to Denver or something that they needed to get to. And um, his uh, lady friend, she she flashed me some dirty looks. I remember that. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> she, I, you know, she's like, she doesn't she doesn't know how they're gonna get to the airport. <laughs> Time's ticking away. And but anyways, um, <laughs> so and then I started on Facebook. Originally, it was a Dallas deficit owl or mmt dallas something like that and uh, the whole intent was is like all right we'll we'll have a group people that attended the meeting they can continue to ask questions and keep in contact with warren well you know i posted i didn't you know didn't i'm not the, a facebook expert but people started joining from around the freaking world all of a sudden i'm like this guy's in england uh what the hell what's going on here he wouldn't have to talk um, so, so then, then I forget the name changed, but we changed it to like MMT deficit out, you know, we get took Dallas out. Um, and it's one of the first Facebook groups that, I mean, deficit owl was Sam Levy a part of that? Deficit no, was- no, there's another owl thing now, but, um, cause I, yeah. Um, at the time there was like another group, it was like law at, finance and MMT and that's where we first encountered like Nathan and um Rohan and Raul and um UMKC students they were all in that and I you know didn't started engaging you know with them and then I created my own group and you know at one point Rohan uh later on gets me to change the name of the group to the modern money planning committee because we oh, were that's we, what it is okay yeah we were we were trying to get away from using the word like theory we wanted to i mean it, it was a wasn't conceived pro, you know the right way i don't have a problem with mmt or theory but at the time i did and we um we're trying to uh have a, a less funny name and and some modern money just calling it modern money without the theory part that was that was an idea but um so this is around 2011 still? Um, two, uh, no, 2012. Yeah. 2012 is when Warren did his talk, and it's when I created the Facebook group. And Law, Money, and Finance was what? Yeah, Law, what? Money, and uh, Law, Money, Finance, MMT. I don't it, – it, yeah, it's, it's, there's some commas and MMT in there. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm, I'm surprised that the group is that old. I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, and then, and then it was my group, and then th- there was the two groups – like in Facebook at the time that had MMT in it. So, 
So anyway, so 2012, Warren comes to Dallas. The next year, I'm way more engaged in all this. Like every day, I'm 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 putting together an MMT library of videos. I'm collecting, you know, every day I can find media appearances by the the academic MMT community. Um, Stephanie Warren. I, I started to include Bill Black, and that created a problem because he was on TV every freaking day. And I was just trying to collect like every single media appearance that you could possibly find so that it's all in one place. And my thinking was, is we can, we can share that with media, you know, when stuff comes up, they want to learn about MMT. Hey, check out this video library. I'm very much an auditory learner. So, you know, and of course I was watching all these videos. So I got a heavy, heavy dose of, of verbal, you know, MMT. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, t- there were times where it's just like, I can hear, you know, I'd, I'd be thinking about a problem and I would hear Warren's answer to it in my head <laughs> <You know? laughs> or Stephanie's answer. So anyways, um, 2012 comes around or two, wait, hold on, uh, 2013. I, I don't know how this came about, but I'm, I'm talking to Warren one day and I'm like, Hey, will you debate this Robert Murphy guy? Like he's you know, like he's annoying. He's he's out there threatening Krugman and making all these ridiculous videos. He's like sure. And um, so then I reach out to Robert Murphy. I was like, hey, will you debate Warren Moser? Can we set this up? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh crap. You know, now I'm in over my head. I don't have a venue for streaming video, all that. I'm like, I don't know what to do here. So we're I'm struggling. I'm I'm emailing people trying to get their help. There's no, no solution here. I'm talking to Warren. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. And fi- I think Warren reached out to Rohan, who at that time had done the um, Modern Money um, the Modern Money series at the Modern Money Network stuff. Uh, yeah. It was the first inaugural season. And um, he added this on as like an additional uh, session. And uh, so he said he got it set up at columbia university and um he, he actually couldn't make the event but um he, he set it all up and then of course we filmed it it was live streamed actually and uh during the live stream i mean there were thousands of people watching that and i was talking to uh, no opinion and <laughs> um what's that uh not ann pettifor uh the cassandra lady i i can't uh, oh um yeah like she she blocked me on twitter i was like what did i she, do to that's you? what she does um yeah uh, yeah i can't think of her name i know who exactly you're talking about yeah and um we we considered that a huge success i mean J- jp hawkbaum he wrote a very nice write-up uh um somebody else in new economic perspectives posted like a response we, and we're we're going like we just killed austrian economics we just <laughs> murdered it and in the years after that, yeah, I mean, it was devastating for them. Like, they would come to us online and be like, wow, you know, like, I didn't understand. Now I do. And um, now I don't know if it changed their politics, but at least, you know, they could they could stop saying crazy things about operations, you know, but um, which is all I have ever asked of these people. So anyways, um, so, so now we're in, what, 2014 and – you know, I'm online and, and just like everybody else and, you know, taking part in the blog wars and, and trying to create, generate something in real life. 
but you know, this it, this is hard. And I think two two three years in 2016, Trump gets elected. I was just totally demoralized at that point. I was like, this you know we're screwed. We're just done. <laughs> I, I predicted the worst. As soon as he was elected, I was I was hopeful. I, you know, it wouldn't be as bad, and I was overreacting. But I, I you know, my first um, introduction to Donald Trump was on Howard Stern. He was he was a longtime guest. Hmm. I never saw The Apprentice, and here he is running for the Republican nomination. I'm going, what the f-? like? Are you people lost your minds? Like this? Like you can't be a Republican and have said the things that he said? Like this is insane. Like so, anyways, um. I don't know. I get I get kind of depressed, and but at this point, there's a new wave of activists that have sort of taken over social media. You, real progressive, Steve, all kinds of groups, and um, that was really like the thing that gave me hope. Was like, holy crap! Like this is blowing up. It's everywhere, you know. Like, and then you know, of course, um, 2020 happens, and you know, I don't really need to go over that, but. Um, I had somehow befriended Mark Cuban via email. He had posted something on Twitter about let's put the unemployed to work as contact tracers, which is, oh, oh, so this is 2020. I didn't realize. Yeah. 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 I skipped ahead to 2020. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. No, no, Uh, no. I knew, I knew you were in 2020. I didn't realize that Mark Cuban was in 2020. I thought that was a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So somewhere in like, April 2020, he's posting on Twitter, like, we need to put the unemployed to work as being contact tracers. He doesn't use the term job guarantee, but he, you know, like a jobs program. And um, I just emailed him out of the blue. Just commenting on that. I didn't just come at him like, hey, you know, blah, 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 MMT, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but I started sharing links with him. We kept the conversation going. I probably asked him more, you know, hey, will you meet with Warren? Hey, will you meet with Pavlina? Hey, will you meet with Stephanie? You know, no, 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 no. He's, you know, so, so I, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to push it and I didn't have a plan. Some, and then during the George Floyd stuff, um, there was a night and I, you know, I supported the protests and all that, but there was a night where they had gathered around the, the American, um, where the Mavericks play downtown and there was just weird energy. And I'm like, man, I hope, I hope some, you know, foolishness don't break down. Cause I, I didn't want to see like, you know, on TV people attacking the arena. I thought that would be bad for everyone. I don't know. I got really kind of nervous about it. So I emailed Mark Cuban. I'm like, Hey man, there's, there's some weird energy right now. And a bunch of, you know, thousands of people around the stadium is there, can y'all, you got a player that can go out there and address the crowd on the microphone, keep them calm so they don't, you know, throw a chair and break a window. And, and he's like, Charles, I, we want them to pro I want them to protest. There's nothing we can say to make these people go home. I don't want them to go home. And I, I just thought that was, um, that was a really, you know, cool statement. He didn't care. You know, he, he was willing to take the risk. If something bad happens. But sure enough, that night, unrelated to the stadium, though, some idiot, some right winger gets out of a bar with a sword and starts trying to kill people, protesters in the street. 
So I was right about the bad energy that night, but um, you know, it did. It wasn't the protesters. It was these counter idiots. Anyways, um, wait, so is is Mark Cuban involved in the Dallas Mavericks? Yeah, he owns them. Okay, yeah, I wasn't. I, I didn't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And um, so we we keep a conversation going via email for months, and I, I'm starting to now like share links with them. Like, hey, read this. Correcting him on interest rates on banking he, you know he's, he's always talking about return on investment context of the, the issuer and i was trying to get him to like look at it a different way he goes too fast you know he think he talks faster than i think <laughs> he you know he's he's a billionaire you don't have time you know he's really quickly needs to ingest this information and move on to the next thing that's so he so finally, you know, I've asked him a couple times, like, hey, we talked to Pavlina. I've talked I've talked with Pavlina about it at this point. I'm like, hey, we talked to Pavlina. This is her book. Can you read it? And then I go to Pavlina and she's like, hey, another person, another friend of mine is, is trying to reach out to Mark and and get him to talk to me. And I guess it was like a media outfit or something. And it but it failed. And I don't know, one day in September of 2020, out of the blue, I email him and he says yes. Oh, wow. At a specific time that day, four it was four o'clock central, and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> and um, I remember I was on the phone with Warren Mosler, <laughs> and I get this email from Mark Cuban saying, "Lala, let's do four o'clock." And I'm like, I'm like talking to Warren. I'm like, oh shit, like I'm in over my head. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, you'll figure it out. Like, okay. <laughs> so. I tried to get some Bloomberg TV producers that I knew to, to like take over. Just get get them on air. Y'all run the interview. I don't know. And they're like, that's not how TV works. Leave us alone. <laughs> um, I somehow had found and and I had Pavlina's cell phone. Um, I text her. She and she knows my name. Kind of freaked her out, but I I text her. And then we start talking. I think I get her on the phone. She happens to be free at that time that day. And so then I'm like, crap, what do I do? I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to. He, so he said, yes, let's do it in a few hours. Basically, yeah. Okay. And, and, it, and you know, it was. It, he added some sort of billionaire speak to it. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> it was like, or else or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I didn't have a format. You know, I've got yeses from Pavlina and Mark in hours. I'm at work. I'm supposed to be working, right? <laughs> and it was, I text my boss. I'm telling him what he's what I'm doing, and they're like, "No way, you're lying. Shut the you know f up. Get, the, get back to work." <laughs> I'm like, "Nothing's going on. There's no reason for me to work. This is more important." And uh, <laughs> um, so I guess I don't know. I ended up calling Steve or emailing Steve or I don't know. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? Yes, I'll do it. And, and he sets it all up on the, the real progressive thing. He didn't want to interview Mark. He didn't know him. You know, he let me do that. You know, this is before I knew what filters were. I didn't. We've been using video, but typically for meetings, you know, one-on-one -on -one sort of video sessions. That was, that, I hadn't done that yet. And so that was like the first time I was really using Zoom like that. Hmm. Kind of embarrassed. I, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't have really any time to prepare. It was all off the cuff. And he's so he's a bulldozer. He talks so fast. You know, he was 
and and Pavlina is a sweet she, she Pavlina is a saint. I mean, she is the nicest academic MMT or maybe the nicest academic period I've ever met. Um, I, I didn't want to say she was getting, you know, he was talking over her, but it was it, it it did seem it was hard for her to like fully completely express herself because this guy was so rapid fire and secession with you know bringing up different things and so. I don't know. It was, just, it was an awkward format. I, you know, I was interjecting every now and then with, you know, comments, but um, still really cool. You know, I, and, and I'm a recruiter. I mainly now I mainly staff um, HR persons. It, uh, it, funny enough, other recruiters, some admins, uh, occasionally reception data entry persons. And um, I use this in, in like trainings with new people. I'm like, Get a couple of no's. Don't just get one no and walk away. Keep asking questions. Find out why. Look what I did, and there and everyone's just always just blown away. So it's it's got to be the the um the the greatest recruiting coup in history, as far as I'm concerned. I got, I got a billionaire to talk to Pavlina. That's that's you know, and I, I'm and I must have asked him seven eight times, you know, um, and he finally got a yes. But um. And then since that time, I mean, I, you know, during COVID, COVID was scary as hell, right? But we were almost joyous in, in the hope that, you know, he, seeing the deficit aisle take off, seeing Stephanie on TV, um, on CNBC, like every day for like a month. I was like, holy shit, we're about to take over the world. Like, this is going to work. Like, things are happening. Seeing what Congress did. Warren's moods all changed now. This, this guy was all angry and like... You know, not, I won't say he's angry, but but pre-COVID, you know, it was it was we didn't know where any of this was going. You know, it just and um and then Pavlina's book comes out, of course. You know, after the deficit out, so you were like, yeah, man, we got two books right at the right time, hitting the media, Stephanie on TV everywhere. And this is gonna take off, and and Stephanie, I guess, had art was already the chief economist for in the in the for the Senate minority. Um, under Bernie, but, um, you know, we were, I, I was static. I was like, we're going to get a job guarantee. It's, it's on, it's, it was part of the proposals of all the Democrats running for president, except Biden. I was like, yeah, we're going to get a job guarantee. And yeah, none of that is happening. Right. I mean, we, we, Biden comes in in 2022 and, you know, he does the, the, the March 2022 bill, which, you know, cut checks and, did the child tax credit um, look like we were beating COVID? That was time to party, you know, around that time, you know. And then in just a matter of months, I think it was by August of 2022 when he's he's going through the Afghan thing, or August of twenty. What, what was the election? January. Yeah, I guess it's 21. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, he he going through the. The who who here are you talking about right there? Um, just trying, to, but yeah, Biden came into office in what January of twenty twenty one. Yeah, and then the spring, the March bill was it was March twenty twenty one. So that you know that year all the way up into summer, that was that was an awesome time, you know, like for for us. I mean, we were victory lap, you know, and but then we ran into inflation. It was almost like. You know, it was like running into a brick wall, and as soon as that inflation picked up, it was like, you know, 
policymakers were done with talking about MMT and, you know, the Twitter turned against us and, you know, all the craziness is, is restarted. And, you know, hopefully now as we're sitting here talking here, you know, inflation's already peaked. Like, let's, let's, let's pray. It's peaked. Um, oil's coming down and, and, uh, you know, all the commodities have crashed, you know, but the Fed has ra- raised rates. You know they're they're make they're we're not we're not getting the full benefits of these price cuts because they've raised rates right they've if they've risen the the cost of money and they they're increasing the um, net interest payments and so through the forward pricing channel and you know through net interest payments you know they're they're adding income and they're raising costs so uh, that's inflationary <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but anyway so. You're, you know, I want to say in like, at, at some point I got turned on to Frederick Lee at UMKC. Uh, yeah. And, and it was probably through Nathan Tankus's writings. And I got really interested in prices. And, and what kind of sold me on it was um, Stephanie did a, like a podcast with Frederick Lee when he, while he was dying and it was posted on uh, New Economic Perspective. It's just audio, and um, and Frederick Lee's cool. He's he's talking about. He's like, I'm gonna throw the textbooks out the window, and I was like, this guy is awesome. Like, he's he's angry. He's he's a renegade, and but he makes the comment. Prices begin with Warren's monopolist, tax monopolist. And I've always heard Warren use the term, you know, the government is a price setter at the margin. I was like, what the hell does that margin? What is the margin? What do you, what the hell does that mean? How does it set prices? What are you talking about? It's spending. Like, it doesn't set the price. It has to take the price. And that's how most people, when they hear this stuff, they start going nuts on you. And um, it took a while for me to, like, fully understand what Warren's saying. And I think part of the problem that we've had is, and I don't, I'm not going to speak bad about any ally, any MMT person. It's like my 11th commandment, you know, thou shall not speak ill, <laughs> fellow MMTers. I'm not going to fight and argue with anyone, any, you know, in our side anymore. Things get heated. I'll, I'm going to, I'll quietly bow out of a discussion. Um, there's no sense in fighting amongst ourselves anymore. And I've done, you know, I've been on the other side of this, right? I've 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 gotten into it with people. Um, All right, I have some questions before we get into the inflation stuff. Okay. Um, I think I have to go back, but I think your um, your church meeting where it, where Warren spoke. Yeah. I th- I think a previous interview brought that up as like that was an important milestone for them. I don't remember who it was. Wow. But, uh, yeah. It was so. good. June 2012 when that happened. I forget the church. forget where. Um, and other people told me that. I used to get emails from people in Italy. And it was funny. Like, Professor Hayden. Like, where did, uh, how, how did you uh-huh. – what do you think I'm a professor for? Where did that come from? <laughs> and, and um, you know, the Italians are all emotional. And you know, they were going through a de- great depression at the time. So these emails were all pissed off and yelling. And I was like, I can't. But anyways, that is really cool. Yeah. Um, 
Is your video archive anywhere? I don't know. It was on some weird website. Um, I could probably find a, the link that we used on um, in the in the MMT library that I built, um, which is somewhere in the Facebook group. It's saved as a file somewhere. Okay. Um, we I, you know we can try. I can't can't get on Facebook from a computer for whatever reason. I have, I always have to get on with my phone. It won't let me log in from a computer. <laughs> um, but maybe if I can find it, I can send you a link. Yeah, cool. Or if it works. Uh, regarding Mark Cuban. Um... I, I didn't see it, but I've heard, and you ca- you kind of uh, you know validated that he he dominated the conversation, and it was diff- and you know Pavlina is not that kind of personality to to you know if I was in a conversation with someone who who spoke so uh, dominant whatever I like I I don't want to have to be so aggressive in order to get my point across. If you're not willing to 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 back off and ask some questions then you know so like did he did pavlina get some did did mark seem to get some points from pavlina that he didn't did he he come away from did he come away from that interview do you think changed in any way um you know he he needed to we needed to start from scratch with him um, you know, start with the business card example, <laughs> go back to the very beginning and run through the money story with him and start from there. And because trying to teach someone MMT like midway, you know, they've already learned, they've heard, they've heard. He's confident they, in the wrong stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, he kept talking about return on investment. You know, he, he would still, he would, I, I'm pretty sure he said something about taxpayers funding. And it was awkward for me because at the same time I want to protect Pavlina, you know, and 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 help her make her points because this guy is so dominant. I also don't want to talk over Pavlina, you know. I don't. And and but you you want to be the aggressive person to try and to try and kind of help her. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was it was. I mean, and there were times where I'd say something and I would end up stepping on Pavlina, and I was like, gosh. Um, I was trying, you know, and it's just, it, it, it was really hard to get that, that discussion back to where we, what we wanted it to be about. And it was because we didn't really have time to, to go back to the beginning and, and I always tell people like, if you, if you're dealing with somebody, if you're introducing MMT to them and they've never seen the business card example or gone through it with more, you know, seen a video or you do it to them, they're always going to have problems. So, you know, do the business card example because now you have a reference point. You can always go back to that and be like, what do you, so the, so I can, I can run out of these business cards, you know, cause people get off track. They, they understand to a point and then they start veering off and, and you want that, you want them to feel it, feel it. Like, you know, there's a tax man at the door. I'm not getting out unless I pay my, you know, unless I get these pieces of paper, I get the pieces of paper from the issuer. The issuer here is telling me what I have to do um, to, to, to get his piece, the pieces of paper to get out the door. Um, so I always tell people, start with a business card example. If somebody hasn't gone through it, stop the discussion. Go back to the business card example. You're wasting your time. And, and the Cuban thing just reinforces this. And I, I said that then, but like I said, we didn't have enough time to like, 
bring it all the way back because we wanted Pavlina to really talk about her book and talk about the job guarantee where there was some agreement. And later on, somebody asked him on Twitter, and we basically got an endorsement out of him. You know, he didn't say, I endorse MMT, but it was very, very positive. And um, closest we were going to get to an endorsement. And he during the interview, he was saying, like, you know, we're going to run, basically saying, we're going to run an MMT experiment, right? Which, whatever, you know, that doesn't make sense. But, you know, I understand what he's getting at. And, um, and he was he was okay with it, you know. Um, I haven't reached out to him in a long time, so I don't know if current events have changed his mind, the inflation, right? I know some people that were, you know, really interested in MMT, you know, that's, that's, that's their hang-up is, is inflation's running hot. And um, people just lose their mind about inflation. It, it's, you know, it pisses people off, man. It changed the mood of the country. I mean, we went from having a great time in spring and summer of 2021 to being at each other's throats by the end of the year. <laughs> you, know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even centrist Democrats and more left-leaning Democrats, you know, there, there was, there was cohesion, you know, it was, we supported what the president was doing and everything's, you know, we looked like we were on the right track and then the, the Afghan pull out, you know, that, that, that's, that just, that changed something. And then the inflation, Mm-hmm. And, and now this man's in the thirties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so I, have, I still have a couple more a couple more questions. Um, so okay, so it seems to me that in that conversation, and I didn't watch it, but just based on everything I understand and what you're telling me, it didn't seem like he got too much like light bulbs because he was dominating the conversation. And it, you know, it, but but. All of the like conversations with you and all of the all of the information that he got up to that point, I have a feeling that I think it kind of served as a validation for him of all of the previous information that he's that he had. Yeah. So I I think it probably served a very positive purpose as far as getting him to better understand MMT and the job guarantee, even though in the moment it may not have directly given him that, him that information. I think that that's true. The reason I'm saying this is because he, I'm pretty sure significantly after that, it was kind of recent, that he gave a TED Talk about inequality. And I have to watch it again, but I have a feeling that that he had to be informed by everything that you and Pavlina and, and all these other people have been talking to him about. Have you seen that inequality talk? No, I had no idea. This is new information to me. Um, let me, let me, let me, I actually want to find it uh, and I'll send you a link. You can watch it I, later. You know, but. And, and, and I don't know what I said, what I've said about inequality, but he brings it up. And he, I remember during our debate, he, he, he bring, he's like, Bernie taught us this. Oh no. You know what? It's, it's Nick Hanauer. Uh, Maybe I'm mixing it up. Yeah, well, he's another. I don't know if he's a billionaire, but he's a rich guy. Yeah, no, I think I'm actually talking about Nick Hanauer. Yeah, maybe, I, maybe I'm mixing it up. And, and like, you know, me, engaging with um, Cuban and you know, some people didn't, had a you know, some people had a problem with it, right? And um, first of all, I you know, I know Cuban's a quote unquote successful businessman, but and I'm not saying the guy didn't work hard, but 
he did benefit from the the dot com boom. I mean, he sold his thing to Yahoo and and got what a hundred million out of it, and <laughs> and then in months it's it's worth it's worthless, you know. So you know, luck, timing, big factors in in his rise, and um, I, I I don't know. I, I mean, so nobody should have as much money as he does. <laughs> if we take it away, that's a different question. Um, we ought to have an institutional structure that prevents these people from getting that wealthy in the first place. Of course. Um, well, so, so, so answer my question. Do you agree yeah. or not, or not answer my question, but, but do you agree with what I said that that conversation with Pavelina may not have been like, he didn't necessarily get information directly in that conversation, but that it still served a positive purpose. Yeah. I mean, he got something from it. I, you know, but, but yeah, he needed a lot of work <laughs> and, and uh, you know, we weren't going to fix that problem uh, in the time that we had. I mean, it went for about two hours, uh, like hour and a half. And Pavlina's texting me in the middle of it. <laughs> she had another, I guess, another thing to do. And she's like, time? Question? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. He keeps talking. I can't shut him up. And and, and, um, and then it went on another 30 minutes. And, uh-huh. and Pavlina had another, like, round with him after that. And, um, uh-huh. yeah, no. Um, but Pavlina, really, man, that, that lady's. That lady's a saint. That lady's, um, like I said, one of the nicest human beings I've ever dealt with. Certainly, nicest MMT tier academic wise, and and maybe the nicest academic I've ever uh, um, ever met. And a lot of her work is very vital uh, to my understanding. Her her math model that that in um, you know it's still on Warren's website. Occasionally, somebody drags it out, mm-hmm. but um, you know it's 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 like the state is price setter. Mm-hmm. Um, when someone gets confused about things, I'm like, hey, read this. And Pavlina wrote that while she was the in, I think she was the intern at the time, or, or, or immediately following her internship with Warren. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I never wanted to be like this. I didn't want. I didn't. When I started reading about MMT, my intent was not to become an activist. I don't like this stuff. I don't really like <laughs> being public. I I just want to. You know, raise my family, make a bunch of money, swim in my pool, drink some beer, and and, and you know, not have to worry about all this crap, right? It, but it just, you know, once but it we gets need a world head, to live in that's stable. Yeah, yeah. You in know, order to be able to do that. Yeah, and Warren uses this analogy. By the way, Warren used to warn people. He's like, "Hey, by the way, this is going to ruin your life." <laughs> you know, he stopped doing that, but but uh, um, <laughs> I, I never got that warning, but um. Um, but he uses the analogy. It's like, it's like watching you're on a boat and watching someone drown and you have a life preserver in your hand. It's like, you're compelled to participate, you know, at that point. And that, that's really where we're at. I mean, and you know, all we can really do at this point is influence people, maybe influence a politician, but I, you know, I I don't know. I, I oscillate between just nihilism and and hope and even when i have the feeling that you know we're doomed you know you still got to make a stand you know man has to have a code and you you, you don't want to just give up and, and and let these idiots win right you know mm-hmm. we, we want to go down fighting and if and just just to bear witness and you know but um i don't know all right. Actually, I forgot. I have one thing that I want you to address, and then we'll move on to inflation. Okay, cool. John Harvey talks about you 
being part of his. Oh yeah. Kind of a milestone for as far as MMT is concerned. Not that it changed his views, but that he just simply didn't know the name until you brought it up on Facebook. He said wow. he, like he had, he had been studying or, or not studying. He had been like, he had accepted essentially the insights of MMT without understanding that it was called MMT. And then you on Facebook, he said like 10 years later or something, he said, you on Facebook said, how long have you been an MMT? And then John said, what's, what's MMT? So can oh, you tell, uh, tell your I, side I, of the story? Gosh, I don't even, I remember encountering John and this was after the talk with Warren and um, somewhere along the lines, he invites me out to Fort Worth to go to some Tarrant County uh, Democrat meetup at some um, some bar, some German bar. So I went to like two events over there. I met Timothy Wonder, who is a friend of his. He teaches at a University of Texas at Arlington. John teaches at the Texas Christian University. And for a while, those two guys were the only ones that could understand what the hell I was saying in DFW. <laughs> and I, you know, and I remember like, there's three of us, you know, and, and yeah. And I don't know if I remember it like the way you're saying it, but I remember talking to John and he's like, I'm not an MMT or I'm a post Keynesian. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I didn't really <laughs> understand. Like I would say something like, you know, MMT and he'd, he'd be like post Keynesian. And he, he's like, MMT is just macro. That's all it is. And it's just macro. It's we, we all knew this stuff. And <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, you know, and then we, you know, we got to talking to John, um, me and other people. And, uh, at some point I'm yelling at him. Like <laughs> he's, I knew he knew, he knew, I knew he knew, Pap, um, Randy Ray. And I guess he knew Stephanie cause he, they would all, um, he would attend, they meet each other at conferences. Now it sounds like he knows Randy really well. Um, I've only talked to Randy Gray one time, and it was about how Warren doesn't cuss. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, uh, uh, it was via email, but um, but no, I love John and his and his wife. He he kind of counseled me when I was on my way to grad school on what to do. I should have followed his advice and went to UMKC, hmm. um, but I, I stayed at UTD and got an. Um, I have a master's in applied econ, and. Um, oh. So I, I can do all the, the, you know, quote unquote rocket science math that underpins mainstream econ and, and having gone through that, you know, I understand a lot more about the mainstream economy, right? Like mainstream economics, you know, MMT was my introduction to econ, so I don't know it any other way. So, um, yeah, you know, and it helped me understand things about MMT a lot a lot more and why things got so derailed. But I, you know, I last semester I got my wife pregnant and um, I was going <laughs> to take an internship, but I couldn't afford to. And I wanted her to have a, a long maternity leave. And so I, I kept, I was recruiting doctors at the time, making really good money. And uh, so I stayed with it. So now I'm still recruiting and I've never used my degree. And they say, what, six months and it's stale. Oh, <laughs> But okay. he's a great human being. His wife is a saint. He, she, she's a public school teacher. You know, I, um, I think she teaches fourth grade. And, you know, public school teachers in Texas, I mean, you know, that, that's got to be one of the hardest jobs in our economy right now is, is teaching these kids with COVID, with the shootings, with the insanity, with the standardized testing. So, so yeah, I, I can't say 
uh, enough good things about uh, Melanie and um, and John too. John's John's a great human being. All right, so let's move on. So I'd like to describe. So I just spoke with John, not just I I, I spoke with John maybe a month ago, yeah. month and a half ago. I, I, I watched. I watched the the two. I, I was waiting to do um, Jonathan's um, interviews with them. I haven't done that yet, but I did the first two parts, and I heard the part you're talking about where he, you know, became a bigger thing for you. He just kind of mentioned it in passing. Cool. Um, yeah. So that's actually going to be released this t- uh, tomorrow. That's actually going to be released tomorrow, which is okay. Uh, okay. part two, which is uh, July 10th. Um, so I want to briefly I want to briefly describe that and. I'm confident that number one, I'm confident it's accurate. And number two, I'm confident that it does not conflict with what you want to yeah. get into, which is monopoly price center. Yeah. So I, I want to say that, and then I want to get your thoughts on it and then we'll transition into the monopoly price center. Um, so inflation is not like you were saying that, you know, and then inflation came up and now everybody's upset and whatever. And, and it's like, their, their interpretation of what inflation is is complete nonsense. So it doesn't really matter, you know, this inflation that came up. It's basically they decided to to create this boogeyman, really. It's not, it's not a real thing that they're fearing. I mean, yes, there are some real things going on, but what they're talking about is a boogeyman that is, you know, if if anything happens for, you know, if we give it the, the poor what they need, then, then in, that, that's the inflation we fear, you know. So yeah. what I understand inflation to be now is not a disease and not even a symptom. It's not it's neither of those things. And what when people talk about inflation, they consider it a disease. I I I think that the average person and the way that the media portrays it is that inflation is a disease that must be cured at all costs no matter what. Yeah. And what it actually is, is it is a measurement of something going wrong somewhere. And we can't know what that is until we look into it. But people assume that the very, that like, you know, it's, it's like a thermometer in sickness. So if a thermometer shows a high temperature, yes, something is wrong somewhere. Your body is fighting off something. But that doesn't mean that like, you know, it's like the difference between do you want the temperature to go down because you fear a high temperature at all costs, make that temperature go down? Or do you want to cure the sickness? If you want the temperature to go down at all costs, then just put the thermometer into an ice bath. <laughs> and then and then the temperature will go away. Problem solved. And that's what that's how people I think treat inflation. Make the inflation go away no matter what. Let's put that let's put that thermometer into an ice bath. Whew, now good thank goodness inflation has gone away. Meanwhile, the person is still sick because you haven't cured what their actual temperature, what their body is fighting. And so I think there is a real disconnect between, you know, you're saying you were saying, you know, then inflation came up in 2021. And yes, it did. But the inflation that these people are talking about, that the the people are fearing and that the media is, 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 you know, blathering on about is not real it's a boogeyman that is essentially we're giving you know we're 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 threatening to give poor people stuff and that's